Welcome to Hacking Your ADHD, part of the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. I'm your host, William Kerb, and I have ADHD. On this podcast, I dig into the tools, tactics, and best practices to help you work with your ADHD brain. One of the hardest aspects for me with ADHD is that I can quickly become overwhelmed when I can't find a clear path forward. I know I could do the research, but setting aside the time feels like it's going to be too much, and so I just procrastinate forever on starting. For me, finding a therapist was one of those things that seemed like too much to get started on. There were just so many things to consider and so many things that I didn't know. Not only did I not know where to start, I didn't even know what questions I should be asking. In my mind, I knew it would be good for me, but the process just seemed too hard to get started on. Today, we're going to work on clearing a path on how to find a therapist. We'll be looking into a few kinds of therapy and what we can expect to get out of therapy. And of course, we'll also be walking through how we actually find a therapist that is the right fit for us. If you'd like to follow along on the show notes page, you can find that at hackingyouradhd.com slash findatherapist. And before we get started, I have a few announcements I wanted to make. First off, I'm happy to announce the Hacking Your ADHD Patreon. And I want to be clear here up front that the podcast is going to remain free for everyone to listen to. But if you enjoy the show and would like to help support it financially, here's your chance. I'm putting up some really cool perks, like the full audio from interviews I do, and monthly Zoom calls. If you're able to support me, I'd really appreciate it, but if you can't, don't worry about it. Either way, I plan to keep on delivering great content every week. Just go to patreon.com slash hackingyouradhd. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash hackingyouradhd. I also wanted to announce another great way you can contribute to the show. If you've got a question that you'd like answered on the podcast, well, now there's a way for you to call in and get your question answered on the show. I know we've all got questions about better ways that we can manage our ADHD, and so now I've got an even easier way for you to ask those questions. Just go to hackingyouradhd.com contact and click the orange button. And just a quick plug for the Patreon again, patrons will have priority in getting their questions answered. I also wanted to let you know that I'm now active on TikTok, because the best way for me to get more active on social media is to just add another channel, right? So if you're interested, just search for Hacking Your ADHD on TikTok and see all the weird stuff I've got going on there. All right, that's it for announcements. Keep on listening to find out how you can find the best therapist for you. I know that when I've thought about finding a therapist in the past, I've had a ton of mental hurdles I had to get over to try and make it happen. I've worried about who my insurance will let me see, what my insurance will cover, what I'll actually get out of therapy, and a host of other issues about how I'm going to get through the process without my ADHD hamstringing me along the way. And then I've also questioned if I even really need therapy. Am I going to show up and then just have them tell me that they need to reserve their time for people who actually need help? Yes, this is something that I've worried about, that I don't have real problems and that I just need to buckle down and get over it. And it's funny saying that because that sounds a lot like some of my other issues with ADHD. Anyways, let me assure you that your problems are real, and if you want to seek out therapy, they'll want to help you. Sure, other people might have it worse, but that doesn't mean you can't seek out help too. Alright, let's start walking through some of the steps for finding a therapist. So as I alluded to earlier, our first question is, do you have insurance? We start here because this is going to affect how we look for a therapist. If we do have insurance, we need to find out what our insurance actually covers and if they have a list of providers that we can see. This will help narrow down your focus on who you can see. Now, if we don't have insurance or our insurance doesn't really cover much, we still have a lot of options for seeing someone. So many therapists have a sliding scale 
And what this means is that depending on your income level, you can pay less than what their base rate is. And if this is something that you're interested in, you need to be sure to ask them about this. Other cheaper options include things like university clinics. Many universities offer free or reduced pricing options to see their students who are training to be therapists or psychiatrists. And while seeing a student may seem unappealing, with thoughts like, what, am I going to get second-rate therapy here? The truth is that sometimes you get better care because students are up-to-date on the latest information, and they are also being monitored by teachers, which means you kind of get to see two therapists for, well, a reduced rate. We've also got things like online therapy with things like Talkspace, BetterHelp, or a host of other services that you can find online. And in most online therapy, you get matched with a therapist, and then you communicate using text, voice, or video chat, usually through a secure connection in their app. And this can be a great option for people that don't want to leave the house or are just starting to try and figure out what they really want to get from therapy. All right, and then other options for therapy include group therapy. And while group therapy may seem a little intimidating at first, there is a power in group and hearing from people in similar situations as yourself. Although I do want to caution a little bit against group right now because of COVID going on, just make sure if you're looking into this that you're taking the right precautions. And finally, a lesser known option often is community or church service counseling services. For example, my local hospital has free group grief counseling. And then also many churches offer counseling services from their pastors, although that does come with religious element that you should be aware of. Regardless of how you're looking to get therapy, you're still going to need to find someone that's local to you or does teletherapy. And that's telepathic therapy, right? Wait, no, that's just online therapy. Anyways, Google is your friend here, just looking up local therapists, or there's a great tool from Psychology Today for finding a therapist. Just go to psychologytoday.com therapist, and you can put in a ton of parameters to find the right therapist for you. Once we've started our search, looking at all these counselors and therapists and psychologists, it can feel really overwhelming. We see things like LMHC, CMHS, MACP, LMFT, and you go, am I supposed to know what all these letters after their names mean? Well, for now, don't worry about that. The background of their training isn't super important in the beginning of our search. If you're using a tool like the therapist search from Psychology Today, then you have the option of limiting the number of results that you are getting. One criteria that is going to be pretty important for us is to find out if they have any experience with ADHD. Now, you might not be seeing someone specifically for ADHD, but you're still going to want someone that at least understands ADHD. You can also narrow your search by who will take your insurance, if they have a sliding scale, if they have online services. Gender can also be important if you feel like you're more likely to open up to a man or a woman. The more criteria we can start with here will help narrow down the search to the people that will really match your needs best. Now that we've got a pretty good idea of how we're going to look for our therapist, let's talk a little bit about therapy itself. There are a lot of reasons that you might want to see a therapist, but for the purposes of this podcast, I'm going to assume that you are interested in seeing someone in regards to your ADHD. But you may find that therapy offers many benefits beyond just treating your ADHD. And while I'm an advocate for treating ADHD with medication, I also think that medication is only part of the answer. Part of an effective treatment plan for ADHD is learning coping skills. Therapy is a great place to find those coping skills, especially those related specifically to your needs. A big part of this podcast is teaching people skills, but I generally only paint with broad strokes, and I'm unlikely to exactly hit your needs. Therapy is a great way to fill in those gaps. And as we reiterated in the Wall of Awful episode a few weeks ago, 
ADHD comes with a lot of setbacks, and that can lead to a burden of emotional trauma. The Wall of Awful is a great model for working through that trauma, but working with a therapist can also help you work through your lifetime of ADHD setbacks. Therapy can offer an outside perspective that is critical for seeing situations how they really are. One of the most fun and frustrating parts of ADHD for me has been learning that some of the things I've thought are just normal quirks of my brain are actually symptoms of my ADHD. Sure, I understood that ADHD was going to make it harder for me to concentrate on things, but I had no idea time blindness was a thing when I was first diagnosed. That would have been useful information to know. Working with someone trained on how to treat ADHD can help you work through issues that you don't even know you have. So what kind of therapy do we even want to look for? One of the most common types of therapy for ADHD is cognitive behavioral therapy, or CBT. CBT is based around the idea that automatic thoughts can lead to emotional difficulties. Think about how our initial thoughts on something can be incorrect. For example, let's say you're late getting to an appointment. You might have the thought, I'm always going to be late, or I never do anything right. CBT challenges the truth of those automatic thoughts. And changing those distorted thoughts and the resulting change in behavior patterns is an effective way to treat our ADHD. Related to CBT is dialectical behavioral therapy, or DBT. DBT is a more specific form of CBT that focuses on helping people who tend to have extreme emotional reactions. DBT is tailored towards helping people acknowledge the pain and discomfort they feel, yet still feeling safe and okay in the moment, and empowered to choose healthy behaviors instead of impulsive or harmful actions. Think mindfulness here. You may also be interested in talk therapy also known as psychotherapy, which is probably the most common type of therapy you'll find. It's based on the core idea that talking about things that are bothering you can help clarify them and put them in perspective. Some talk therapists follow specific school of thought, such as cognitive theory or behaviorism, while others draw techniques and principles from several different theories. And while talk therapy can help with emotions and emotional regulation, it won't help with ADHD skills specifically. Of course, there are dozens of other kinds of therapy you can find. The important thing to remember is that not everyone is going to respond to therapy in the same way. And the best way to figure out which type of therapy treatment is best for you is to talk with a mental health professional. Okay, we've looked at our options, we've figured out what kind of therapy we're going to, and we've booked our first appointment. And we've put extra reminders in our calendar so that we don't miss that appointment. So, now what can we expect to get out of therapy? Well, in our first session, it's going to be a little different than future sessions, and is usually known as an intake session. It'll focus more on getting to know your therapist and outlining the issues you need help with. You and your therapist will likely go over what your goals are and how long you can expect to be in treatment. And it's important to realize here that therapy usually isn't a quick fix. It's more about finding lifelong solutions. And during this session, it's the best time to ask all those questions you have about therapy and your therapist. However, if you're anything like me, whenever someone asks, well, do you have any questions? My mind immediately goes blank and I forget everything I might have wanted to ask. So a good solution here is to write down your questions ahead of time and bring them with you. And no joke, that second part can be tricky too. I've shown up at a few appointments with my question sheet at home. So maybe use the notepad on your phone or take a picture of your list before you head out. Some questions you might want to ask your therapist include, what do you do? Do you have specific expertise in working with ADHD patients? How can you help me? How long have you been practicing? What kind of scheduling flexibility do you have? And this can be an extra special concern for us as we tend to have problems with appointments sometimes. And this is a good time to tell your therapist how you work best. If you tend to need very direct questions to open up about things, let them know that. This session is just there to help you and your therapist get to know each other better 
and to make sure you get out on the right foot. But it's also important to remember here that it's okay to try out different therapists, and it's okay to try out different kinds of therapy. So go into that first session treating it like a consultation. The most important thing is finding the right person for you. You don't need to people-please your therapist. If you find that your therapist isn't the right person for you, because, say, maybe they don't have that expertise in ADHD that you'd like, you might need to find a new therapist. And breaking up with your therapist can be a tough conversation, but part of their training covers this. And your therapist may even have a colleague that they feel would be a better fit for you. And also remember, if your first therapy session doesn't go well, that doesn't mean therapy isn't for you. It just means that wasn't the right therapist for you. We aren't compatible with everyone. Think about it like dating. You might get lucky and click with the first person you date, but you might not. One bad or incompatible dating experience shouldn't prevent you from going out and trying to meet new people. Find someone else and have a new experience. It can be hard to know if you have the right therapist, but some good things to consider here are, do you look forward to your appointments? Does it feel like it's working? Do you feel like you click with your therapist, or does it feel like there's some sort of disconnect? And remember, therapy will often push you out of your comfort zone, so it can be uncomfortable at times. But the right therapist is going to help you through that. With the right therapist, we can really augment our ADHD treatment plan. While medication is usually the best option for treating ADHD, it works so much better when we are practicing the skills that are going to help us manage our ADHD. It doesn't matter how focused I get, if I never check my calendar, I'm still going to miss things. A good therapist can help provide perspective. We get caught up thinking we already know the answers to everything, and that can make it hard to explore new avenues of thought. A good therapist will help guide you to those new answers. Thanks for sticking with me all the way to the end. Before you go, though, let's do a quick rundown of today's top tips. 1. Find out what your insurance will cover and go from there. If you don't have insurance or it isn't covered, there are still a lot of options like university clinics, online therapy, group therapy, and therapy offered in your community. For help finding a therapist, check out psychologytoday.com therapists. 2. The most common type of therapy for ADHD is cognitive behavioral therapy, or CBT, which focuses on changing your automatic thoughts. Another common therapy practice for ADHD is dialectical behavioral therapy, or DBT, which focuses more on behavioral patterns and mindfulness. Talk therapy is another option, although it isn't specifically tailored for ADHD. 3. When you go to your first session, make sure you have a list of questions for your therapist. Finding the right therapist is critical for you getting the most out of your therapy sessions. It may be hard to break up with a therapist that isn't right for you, but it will be the right call in the long run. That's it. Thanks for listening. I'd love to hear what you thought of this episode. You can reach me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HackingYourADHD, or you can connect with me over at HackingYourADHD.com contact. And I also wanted to remind everyone to go and check out patreon.com slash hackingyouradhd if you want to go and support the show. Go check out all the perks I'm offering, and if there's a perk you want to see but isn't there, let me know. For show notes of this episode, go to hackingyouradhd.com slash findatherapist. If you're this far into the end of the show, you might also be interested in the other podcasts on the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. For in-depth interviews with fellow ADHDers and ADHD experts, check out ADHD Rewired with Eric Tivers. If you're a parent with ADHD or have a child with ADHD, definitely check out Brendan Mahan's show, ADHD Essentials. I also do a live Q&A with Eric and Brendan every second Tuesday of the month at 10.30 a.m. Pacific. If you'd like to register for the next one, just go to ADHDrewired.com events. And now for your moment of dad. Why do chicken coops only have two doors? Because if they had four, they'd be a chicken sedan. Chicken sedan.